The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to the old space show. I am Brandon. This is my co-captain, Jim. Ahoy. Ahoy. This installment of Old Space Show continues our episode-by-episode travelogue through the second season of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through outer space, the population of its human-built colony, hoping to stumble upon a new home. Today... We are talking about the 13th episode, Seed of Destruction. An ice-cold replica of Commander Katie takes control of the moon and orders its destruction. This one's directed by Kevin Connor and is written by John Goldsmith. I wanted to mention Kevin Connor real quick because... We talked about him on Brian the Brain because he directed that one as well. And he mm-hmm. also directed Motel Hell and some other like pretty wild movies. But he, he directed this movie called Goliath the Waits. It was a made-for-TV movie. It's really bizarre. Christopher Lee is in it and a really young Mark Harmon. And it's mm-hmm. about like a, uh, a Titanic-style ocean liner that gets sunk in 1939. And l- these people live in an air bubble inside the ship. Oh, and they've been living there since 1939. But Robert Forster's in it, John Carradine, uh, Gene Marsh, uh, Emma Sams. It's a made-for-TV movie, but it is just off-the-chain bizarre. If that premise at all like intrigues you, you should check it out. That it's, premise and the cast. Yeah, yeah. It's for um, for a made-for-TV movie from the early 80s, it's pretty pretty bizarre. So just wanted to shout that out real quick because I, I always, it was always a favorite of mine. Awesome. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Uh, also, uh, the writer Goldsmith, he uh, did the new Avengers, Return of the Saint, Lovejoy, but he um, I, t- I took note, he directed a 1995 TV movie called Catherine the Great, and it starred Catherine Zeta-Jones, Paul McGann, and his brothers, uh, mm. Brian Brian Blessed, John Reese davies Mel Ferrer, Omar Sharif, and Jane Moreau. <laughs> like, that, that guy got to work with a, a cast. And Michael Douglas as the horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it got to yeah that that's uh, pre- quite a Zorro, cast. Catherine Zeta Jones, but quite a cast, quite a cast. So I was just like, oh uh-huh. well, hey, that guy got a lot of notables to work with in one one go here. Well, it starts off with Koenig and Allen. They're off to go punch an asteroid because you know they're the testosterone crew, right? <laughs> There's like this giant shimmering. Uh, Liberace-like asteroid <laughs> off in the distance. It looks like it's made of chandelier glass. True. <laughs> and they're going to fly out there and be like, yo, we're going to go check it out. And Alan's like, oh, I want to punch it. Because you know mm-hmm. it's Alan. <laughs> and, then right. they, and then they land on it. And it turns out it's a hall of mirrors. Somehow. Yeah. They uh, they go into it and they're searching. Uh, a reflection of Koenig comes to life and starts like following him through there. 
<laughs> and I love the acting here for mm-hmm. Landau when he does Evil Koenig. Evil Koenig. It's just basically he just holds his eyes a little wider mm-hmm. and he parts his hair on the other side. And I wrote this like in the very beginning. It's like you can tell he's evil because he parts his hair on the other side. <laughs> and this ends up being a gosh darn plot point at the end of the episode. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I think you messaged me in the middle of it, and you said, "Ooh, I know he's bad because he's got a he's got his part over there." I'm like, "Oh, just wait." <laughs> I was like, "I mean, all they sh- I mean, they they did all but put like the little you know evil Spock goatee on him, right? Right, <laughs> and have a subtitle at the bottom like evil Koenig walking through." Um, but because I- of the way Martin Landau plays it, like he looks like he's. Like this whole episode where he's playing Evil Koenig, he looks like he's like really, really like up on espresso or something. Like he's like, I gave the order. It's like yeah. really well, like, like, look, you're at about 80%. I need you to bring it down to about 20% here. Okay? Let's just say there, there's only one person on Alpha. He's con- he's convinced he is the real Koenig. So right. He's not doing, a, not doing a heck of a job there. Um, I will note that the, uh, I did like the surface of this asteroid. It's kind of cool. Blue. <laughs> Yeah, shiny yeah. Um, and uh, mirrors like mirrors. I love old 60s and 70s genre mirror stuff like from sci-fi yeah. to horror to spy movies. They always like yeah. unsettle and freak me out in some way. Always like makes me think of Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Enter the Dragon. Uh, I believe like Man with the Golden Gun had mirror yeah. stuff. Yep. Uh, the old, uh, you know, Diana Rigg, uh, Patrick Manee, uh Avengers would have freaky stuff right. with mirrors a lot like i it's just such a it seems easy it's probably hard as hell to shoot uh to not get reflection of camera stuff in there but i, I just to be to be fair the, the there were a little effect of like the mirror uh, reflection taking over right yeah like the the mirror like kind of traps koenig and then the reflection steps out and he has that like wide-eyed smile or whatever <laughs> yes. like, that's it there's like no big like shocking special effect here or whatever mm-hmm. Yeah, so he walks in, he comes out, and then he like pulls the styrofoam rock right off the wall. It's like, right. oh, in case we hadn't already figured out this was evil caning from the hair part and the they wild want, eyes. They want you to never not think it's it's evil caning. They right. they they want to make it clear that this in any scene possible, they want to make it clear it's the bad guy. Um, but the, the episode starts out with a Carter Koenig. And Maya team up with her running point at uh, headquarters while they're out searching. I'm like, yes, this is this is my team. This is this is all your favorites. Space 1999. Uh, that's your A roster. <laughs> yeah, that's my A roster for season two. Since we can't have uh, Russell team up with them ever, but right. uh, I miss Paul. Yeah, I miss Paul. Paul, yeah, Paul was the, 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 the immediate cutoff from. Right, season, yeah. the com- the comforting mullet and mustache of Paul is absent <laughs> in this season. Yeah, he calms everyone. And I mean, they have Sandra, but not mm-hmm. Paul. Yes. Weird. So uh, the the evil Koenig sends the good one, and after taking a sample of rock in the cave, he uh, uses the comm lock to contact Alan and tell him he wants to leave in five minutes. Uh, he trades, he trades jackets with Koenig's, but not the uh, Koenig, but not the hair part. Right. Um, so it won't appear reversed, but it also becomes a plot point later. It does. Which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, but he, this is where he starts to be a total dick too. Right. Right. Yeah. Like okay. Alan's like, well, you know, I'm trying to fix the capacitor, mate, blah, 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 bl
five minutes. Get it done. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, he returns to the eagle uh, despite Maya's request to delay liftoff to clarify some sensor readings. Uh, just rushes back to Alpha and declares that the base is being held in an energy screen that will render Alpha's instruments useless. He's like, yeah. And she's like, it's, it's a strange reading. He's like, the whole asteroid is one strange reading. <laughs> and like, okay, I guess we're fine then, crew? Like, nobody questions. Like, yeah, the whole asteroid is one strange reading. He breaks it all down, and then Maya's like, but, you know, let me do the reading. He's like, no, are you questioning me, woman? <laughs> and and like, you might Whoa. think Jim's being extreme, but he's not. Like, no, I'm this not. Guy, he's he's swinging in a whole nother direction. Like, no, not smooth at all. Like. <laughs> Like it, it was, it gave me a, like a little bit of present day cringe to see how hard he was yelling at her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, this guy initiates construction of an energy beam to be aimed at the asteroid and reflected back uh, to break the energy screen's hold on Alpha. Um, but yeah, Maya questions it and he's like, go to your quarters. Yeah. Get out of here. He yells at Alan and Tony and Sandra. He just yells at all of them. And he's like, I want to build a giant. I'm putting up air quotes with my fingers now. Space laser. Right, yes. <laughs> you destroy it. Yes. He confines my he threatens Tony and Alan. And like uh, he's just like like just kicking butt like ass like everybody just yelling at them. He's like, No, we have to build this now. Here's what we have to build. We need to do it. And they're like, But you're gonna mess up our life support and stuff. He's like, Don't care. Do it now. And nobody's questioning this at all. Yeah. And the funny thing is, okay, like, at this point, anyway, Helena is like immediately knows something's up. She's she suggests he's like possessed or has a virus. And Alan's like, he must have discovered some other danger inside those caves, and he doesn't want hey, us to know about it. Alan is such a suck up in this episode. It takes yeah. like forever for him to realize that it's not the real Koenig, you know? Like, the, the, the fake Koenig could go. I'm not the real Koenig. I am an imposter. And he'd be like, why are you lying, sir? You know who'd what? say that? The real Koenig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So uh, everyone's shocked his behavior. Tony visits Maya. We get to see Maya's quarters. Yeah, Tony Which... does the worst Cary Grant ev uh, impression ever here. Oh, yeah. He's talking um, about mutineers. I'm like, dude, yeah. don't. Unless you can do a really good impression. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Uh, I know she has like a microphone microscope set in her room. Like, yeah, always on the clock. She's sciencey, dude. Yeah. Uh, Tony actually has a bold idea of let's take an eagle and go investigate. But I'm like, oh wait, no, he's power hungry. He wants to like, he doesn't want to prove there's another coding. He's like, I want to declare medically incompetent because guess who takes over? Tony. That's why. Tony in control. Uh, so. Uh, the possibility that Cody could be declared medically unfit for command is discussed, but they decide that only Helena would be able to give him that guidance. When asked, Helena is not confident that Koenig couldn't be doing what he says for exactly the reasons he says. I know. This is like another thing. And like the way he treated Helena, you'd think she'd be number one to be like, hey, something's not right here. Right? Because they've made such a big deal this season about the connection between her and John. It's deep. And how, like, they're in love and stuff. They've, like, totally, you know, gone mm -hmm. deep into that this season. And yet, here, you'd think she'd be the first one to notice something wrong. And she's just like, well, you know, he could have his reasons. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, oh, come on, man. Right. Come on. Come on. 
Come on. Come uh, on. <laughs> meanwhile, back at the asteroid, oh, man, uh, a, I love flashy, a flashy green light called Cathlon, or Calthon. Uh, Calthon, take me away. That a uh, black sun began to drain energy from his people's world, but they managed to survive by reducing <laughs> the essence of their world into a seed, sure. a microcosm. Uh, in suspended animation, waiting to be reborn. They need Alpha's energy stores to return the heart of Calthon to a lot to life. A two process things. which Mira Kodak is setting in motion back in Alpha. Two things about this sequence. First of all, the aliens communicate in just totally in kaleidoscope. Right. <laughs> like every time they talk to Katie, it's a kaleidoscope with mm-hmm. Martin Landau holding the sides of his head. <laughs> you there is no escape there is no escape for you you are yeah i'm like it's almost like it was on a loop like every time right? it's like oh there is no escape for you there is no escape over and over and over and then the second thing is this whole thing about them like uh you know coming into this thing and regenerating and coming back out or uh-huh. whatever reminds me very much of last week's episode yeah i, I, I put that chrysalis yeah. or whatever i put like another we need the life force slash body slash energy of Alpha's population to keep ours alive slash revived slash fed slash energized. Spoiler, spoiler alert, you're going to be using the same line in the next episode, too. <laughs> but this is like also another one of those alien groups that are beyond your concept of morals. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> Uh, the Mira Koenig oversees the construction of the energy reflector. Elena visits him to try to ascertain what's wrong with him. She asks to have a medical exa- him to have a medical examination. He tells her that he has no time. She says he, she could order him to, and he asks her if she thinks he would do anything to risk the lives of Alphans. She takes his hand, and it's cold. She tries to cover her reaction, but barely manages not to run from the room. She tells Tony and Maya what happened, and they decide they need to examine a sample of the rock that Koenig, in quotes, brought back from the asteroid. Right. How are we going to do this? We transform into a blonde crew member with a low-cut uniform. That's That's right. You roll in there, and then you shoot a piece of the rock off with your big gun. (laughs) But there's two guards right on the other side of the, the other side of the door. But you know that's okay. It's cool. Right. And, oh, and I, you know what? I did mention something about Maya's microscope. It looks like one of those like 1950s microscopes. Right. Yeah. With the double things, you know, like uh, we're fighting polio in every way, shape, and form. Look here in the microscope as the immunization fights the disease. You know, it looks like that kind of microscope. It's not like super spacey Vintage. or whatever. Yeah. Vintage. It's like when you know. The gla- Kirk's glasses that he gets for his birthday—they're vintage right. ones. They—they they like in space. They like stuff from the time the show was made in the future. Thing. <laughs> well put. <laughs> so yeah, she turns into that. Uh, the, she learns that it was once living matter that has had the energy drained from it to leave it in a dormant state, like a seed waiting to be reborn. Back on the asteroid, Koenig shoots out a mirror and gets trapped within. But he also, um, this is also where, there is no escape. You are trapped. There is no escape. Like over and over. And the thing is, how many, we've also had this rock is alive thing business before, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 With the episode with, um, oh God, I just had it. Now I lost it. It'll come back to me. But yeah, we had this thing before with the, uh, oh, where they were mining. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Finding under, you know, Moonbase Alpha, the same thing. Oh, The Rock is alive. You know, oh, no duh. We figured that out. The audience figured that out a half hour ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I have to say, though, um, during this part, they have the uh, creepy, repetitive line shouting, kaleidoscope effects, evil laughing, nightmare yeah, fun. Yeah. I was like, this kind of nightmare fun house rock is my sh- kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is this? Accidentally, I accidentally put on a. Um, the monkey's head or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Oh gosh. So, uh, Tony and Maya attempt to convince Alan that something is wrong with coding. Oh, God, this is so good. This is my and favorite part of the whole episode. I'm sorry. Alan is convinced there's nothing more than his stress due to the danger he discovered on the asteroid. Tony and- calls him a dumb blind kangaroo. I'm so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to blow the reveal. But oh, it's no. so hilarious. I literally laughed out loud when I saw it. Oh, yeah. We're talking about Koenig here. You remember John Koenig? Oh, can't you see what you're doing, you dumb blind kangaroo? <laughs> in, in my, he's like, and he's like, in my, my book cover, your kind of help is mutiny. <laughs> big show. Uh, oh, big show. Yeah. But so, such an authority suck up. Oh, yeah. It's like, he is. 100% double down on wrong because that's my side. Um, yeah. They they asked for his help. Ride or die. Right. He won't get him an eagle, but Tony and I go, Tony and I procure one and head for the asteroid. The mirror Koenig is alerted and orders it shot down. Alan refuses because he knows who took it. Uh, mirror surprise. Right. And then um, there's also a part. Uh, or they'd get caught by a guard when they're trying to get the eagle. And Maya turns into that like slee stack thing that we saw a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that could deal with the chlorine gas, the same right? They reused it. And uh, every once in a while on this, uh, on the show, they love to break into the action jazz in an action sequence. Mm-hmm. And this was it. There was like this awesome jazz solo as they're stealing the eagle. Yeah, I, and I they should. have like a whole sequence where like they're lingering over the like Koenig is living, lingering over the button to you know Koenig's like shoot it out of the sky, shoot it, and Alan's almost crying and Koenig's finger is lingering over the button, and they keep doing these sweaty close-ups. Yeah, like, like Koenig, Alan, Helena, Sandra, back to Koenig. The sequence right. like goes on forever. Well, they they had like the evil Koenig's like some people may die, some people. Not all the people. And then I, I put that there were goblin-esque parts of the score that then turned into some sort of, like, whack jazz. Yeah, yeah. Got... So I was like, oh, <laughs> this guy sounds like goblin. And I was like, whoa, what is it? Where did we go here? Like, um, I also noted that Sandra has a decent role in this episode. Yeah, yeah. She actually does some some inter- interesting stuff. Uh, so the, the eagle gets out there with the, the laser pointed beam pointed down there. So it's got a sort of a minty fresh flavor on the surface when they <laughs> land. I, I did just, did you just, it was a laser gun control was a box that was labeled. Yes. Yes, it was okay. prominently, even though we've never seen the laser gun before. Right. <laughs> I tried to, I was trying to remember an episode where we saw the laser gun before mm-hmm. and I can't. Yeah. So. And, Carter actually defies fake Koenig and Helena has to talk him down. Right. Helena makes up some bullshit excuse. Yes. And they would, so Tony and Maya, they find Koenig trapped within the mirror in the asteroid <laughs> and Maya upon seeing Koenig immediately deduces the plot of the episode. Right. Like it explains it all. <laughs> like, Oh, that's what this is. Like what? What? Oh, okay. 
And then Koenig has the awesome plan here, okay? I'm going to take the eagle back by myself to the Alpha. You two stay here and figure out how to deal with this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, he has him search for the heart of Kalfan. Uh, are you sure you're not evil, Koenig? Because <laughs> they got to destroy it with sound. Because right. you can smash a mirror with a high frequency, so you can kill a being from a mirror with a high frequency. I love it because the sequence is great because Kaden's like, okay, Tony, Maya, you stay here and take out the heart of Calthon. I'll go back to the uh, Alpha by myself, and we'll come back and get you, right? So he takes off and leaves them there, and this whole place is falling down around them, and they immediately get trapped in a mirror. Like, right. Almost the next scene is like, boom, they're trapped in a mirror. Yeah. And Koenig, Koenig returns in time to counter. Counter man, his reflections ordered to transfer a critical amount of power to his energy beam. And uh, Mira Koenig tries to convince the Alphans that he is the real one uh, because the lettering on John's jacket is backward. But John's like, hey, he switched jackets, but guess he forgot yeah. one major detail the part in his hair. Bum, bum, bum. I am the real Koenig. No, I am the real Koenig. There's like, no way he could have combed his hair the way I did. I have to say that moment, this this moment, this showdown was so damn goofy. I couldn't help but love oh it. Oh my god! And the best part of it was Koenig. Like, Helena, you must know that he cannot know what we have shared. Yes. <laughs> like oh my, I didn't need to know that either. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Alan shoots the mirror. Koenig it has no effect, but then they activate the sound capable of destroying the crystal. Which frees Maya and Tony. Uh, yeah. And uh, while the reflection of Kodak shatters before their eyes, leaving only a pile of crystalline material behind, uh, which I guess is our end credit stinger yeah, joke. Like, is this our joke? Like, ha, he died. Like, it seemed like there was a sequence missing here. Yeah. Like there should have been, like, you know, footage missing <laughs> sign that came up because there was no, you know, uh, uh, epilogue like they usually have the, uh, right. the clip at the end. They don't, you know, you don't know how Maya and Tony got back because they're on like an exploding crystal asteroid. But you yeah, know, like whatever. I, assume they, I assume they make it back. <laughs> like, sure, I guess they're in the next episode, so they must. Yeah. Oh yeah. my. I I thought this one was pretty fun, as goofy as some of it was. I, I did enjoy some of the direction and camera work and lighting in it. Um, but this is goo- This is on a campy, goofy, fun side. If you like reverse sure. people. And like a show thinking it's maybe too smart for its audience when it's not at the same time. Um, <laughs> I'm reading this here. Martin Landau emphatically believed that his left profile was superior to his right and was notorious for insisting any scene he appeared in be set up to capture him only from it, from that side. Director oh, Kevin Connor recalled in this episode, Landau allowed himself for the first time to be filmed in right profile but only provided that he was playing his evil replica. Thank you, Martin. <laughs> oh, I, I like this one. They use Maya in you know yep. different way, where I like she changes into a crew member doing some like spy stuff. Like right. that's pretty cool because normally yeah. it's just like I'm a monster or I'm a rat to fit in this tunnel. And so. as um, as much as the uh, the trope is done in TV shows of you know, the evil doppelganger or whatever, this was a decent way to do this yeah and they yeah. i mean they could have done more of them but they just did koenig right um, but that's fine it worked out it's all they could afford to part on the one side of the hair or the other man if it was two of them it would have gone over budget right, yeah. right. 
Okay. Uh, well, that'll do it for another Moon Buggy Adventure. And in the meantime, Jim, where can people find you? Oh, I can't be found. I'm the wind, baby. No, uh, com. You can listen to me on the Walking Dead TV podcast. We're on a hiatus now until February when the show comes back. We've covered every single episode of the main episode of the main show, Fear of the Walking Dead and Walking Dead World Beyond. So if you want to catch up on those shows, you can always listen to our podcast and listen along and that kind of stuff. And then every week I'm on Nothing's On on the Taylor Network podcast.com with Donnie Salvo and Daryl Taylor. We talk about the week's worth of entertainment news, break everything down for you in our own knuckleheaded way. So hope you enjoy that too. All right. Hashtag parting ways. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Brandon4KUHD, written work at Weisselblue.com. Uh, there's more from the Brandon Peter Show this week. But until then, Moonbase Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.